Man the Lord. like to say it's good to be back tonight with how unworthy we are to be here, to be considered a child of the King. Thankful once again, though, that the Lord has allowed us to gather to worship Him, to grow strength, to help one another, to be an encouragement one toward another. Amen. If you have had Jim's Bible, Jim's Bible with us, there's going to be quite a bit of reading, but the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians We'll probably read this whole chapter. I've thought about it all day. The Lord laid it on our heart this morning. And I begin to read it. And what an encouragement, a help it's been to me. Uh, as it should to each one of us to realize uh, that there is no big eyes, there is no little use. I know we may say that a lot, but I want us to understand. Uh, even according to the Word of God, and we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but even those that's feeble, even them that are feeble, they're the ones... They also have power with God. And I'm, I'm glad that it's like that because if it wasn't, if it took somebody being righteous or smart or rich or anything else, Dean, I'd have never made it there. But it's because He loved us is the only way that we have this power. And it, it goes back, and we're going to read it in just a minute, but about the many members in one body. I'm glad that it ain't up to me for us to get there. I'm glad that we're all members of this same body which is Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that He made so that a wretch like me could make. I thought about it all day about the things that I used to do. And if I got tonight what I still deserved, I would split hell wide open. But the love that He had for His people, and it goes beyond just me. Those that don't know Him, I see it all day long on the job sites. How you watch people carry alcohol around, but that's not the only thing that's going to send our people to hell. It ain't only the drugs that will do it. But it's the sheer unbelief that we see in America today. Those that do not realize the power of God, they don't want to realize it. But yet in the back of their mind, they know that it's there. And according to the Word of God, that you can't speak of this God, this Jesus, and a curse Him, but you have to know Him. I'm thrilled by the Spirit of God, and I'm thankful that it's that way. That I didn't have to pay my way in. But that He loved me enough that He made it personal for even me as unworthy as I am, as unworthy as we are. He loved us enough to make it personal so that we each one can walk this walk with confidence in Him knowing that no matter what we face, God is able. Young by with us, like I said, a lot of reading. We're just going to read this whole chapter. I thought we'd start in the fourth verse, but we're going to read it all. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another 
gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to, uh, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free, and have been made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. Listen at that. I want us to really understand uh, that it took God to do every bit of this. It, it's God that formed it. God is the head. He is the chief cornerstone. And we are fitly joined together through and by the Holy Ghost and the blood that was shed. That's how we make uh, this walk. That's how we talk to God. That's how we have the guidance to go through our everyday life no matter what we're facing. And it's through and by of the Holy Ghost and the, of the sacrifice that was paid for us that you and I can be part of this one body. Although we may be many members and though your job may be different than mine, I want us to understand this. I say it a lot because God brings it to my attention. I don't want nobody in here to think of me as something special. I'll tell you what I am. I'm the same as anybody else. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. I was made a joint heir to the family of God of the night that He saved my soul. That's the only thing about me that's worthy is the blood that was shed. If it were not for that, I would still be held down. But I honestly believe I would already be there because of the foolishness of the mercy of God and the love that He has is still continuing today. So community chapel missionary Baptist church, don't you give up on your duty. Don't you give up on your occupation. No matter what it may be. I church, we've seen some wonderful things the last little while. I think we're going to see some more if we be steadfast and be accountable of our own selves. Not trying to cast off my job to you or you to me. I look for a seat one to be rooted and ready and ready and eager. I do that that God is laying on our hearts. 
Yes, it's necessary. We want to see the fruits of our labor. It's necessary for us to do our part. We want to see our objects in here. It's necessary to do our part. We want to grow with God. It's necessary for us to do our part. He's not asking us to solve world hunger or to be the richest in the world. All He's asking us to do is to do our job that He's given each one of us. Say, well, preacher, I'm not a preacher or a deacon. Oh, no, and neither are all of them. And the Word of God teaches us that. Hey, it may be that you just have faith to move mountains. Hey, more so than I do. But regardless of what your job is, there is people watching you and they have to see the prophet with all. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. Now listen at this. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet shew I unto you a more excellent way. Amen to God. If that is correctly read, that is the Word of God. How about we begin to think on that word covet, then, and that means something that you're willing to protect, something that you desire to have. It says for us to covet the best gifts. I will tell of God, I want us to understand that we do have the best gifts. We have salvation, an eternal part from our sins. Oh, the children of God, we still have a job to do in this. And they're not all the same. There is diversities. How oh, they do differ one from another. But regardless of what God has laid in your charge, be willing to do it earnestly and desire it so that you and I can see one another grow. So that we can care for one another and love one another in a Christ-like love that we can be alive in this world and see our lost people are born into the same family of God. And see the church grow and the members grow that we all strive to do the best we can so that God will honor it and save our lives. There's nothing, children, means more to this old boy than to hear of a soul being saved. It don't have to be under my preaching. It don't have to be when God stands me. I hear about a child being born again, children. I can rejoice in that. And when we see one another mourn, mourn with one another according to the Word of God. I, and out of that, children, when we stand firm in the unity one for another, then the whole body can move according to God's saying I'm all saved. to understand church we do have different offices God called me to preach but that's not my only office that I have to do when I'm out in the world I have to be a light one toward another maybe it's that I say something that God would lay on my heart 
And I would say something maybe that it would help. Or maybe it would heal because we've got people who has been to some of this mess where they hear just whatever preaching. If you ain't got this amount of money, you can never get in. There are all the other garbage that goes on in the world today. But children, it's mine and your job to show them how that the world is wrong and that the world will deceive you. How we each one have to discern the spirits. How we have to try for ourselves and see if they be of God. And if they are children, we should cling to it. And that we can uplift one another. That we can build one another. And see each other for us. And see lost souls saved for our labor. Not that we're anything special. But that God is still the head. Preach of my job is not important. How big the I was maybe six or seven year old and I kicked a brick. I got my big toe hung and a brick was running in the dark playing hide and go seek. I got my big toe hung in that brick and nearly ripped it off and broke it. Mike, for a long time, I struggled to walk because of that big toe. That just that one little big toe on my one left foot caused the whole body to be in distress and caused the whole body to change. Church, tonight I'm here to tell you, if you slack up on your part, the whole body will suffer because of it. But if we're willing to do what's necessary, however you be a little bit old pinky, whether I be just one little bit old joint in the body, if I'm willing to do what God has allowed me to do and allowed on me to do, and charge me to do, then the whole body can move freely and we can see the prophets. I'm not exactly sure exactly where it's at. But the Lord of God says that if we gain the world and lose our soul, what does it do with the prophet? Oh, I'd rather gain the things of heaven and lose the things of this world. If it means that I've got to get rid of my pleasures for just a little bit to see some things happen, it would all be worth it according to the Word of God were to do so. He give us understanding that we can profit with our children of God. When we get saved, we don't just sit on the pews and say, that's it, I'm born again, that's all that I have to do. Our children, there is a work to be done. They should be evidence in our life. They should be a prophet that God can use us to His honor and His glory, whether it is just talking to somebody, whether it's God laying them on your heart and you pray for them, whether it's you're not even noticing that they're watching your life, because I promise you it'll be so in many cases. But no matter what, that we do what God has laid on our heart, because we never know when ones are watching. But there has to be a prophet. We've seen some evidence of some profit going on in our church, ain't we? Why should we stop now, church? We got some that's just right on the brink. If we stop now, there'll be no profit. There's objects all through the church, whether we admit it or not. We've all got objects. Regardless of how big or bad we think we are, deep down there are things that troubles us that we desire to see God answer. What good would it do to carry it right up to the door and lay it down before we get through the threshold? What good would it do to do everything we can for it and right at the finish line, that victory that we just lay it down and say it ain't no longer worth it. But church, when we work together, I'm not saying that you just lay your burdens down and expect the church to carry But when you bring them before the church and we carry them as a team in the unity of the Spirit of God, in 
the same spirit that we're reading about, in the same jobs that we have in our own life, children of God, we'll see the prophets I've got a brother, church, I desire to see saved. I've got an aunt, I've got uncles, I've got uncle-in-laws, I've got cousins, church, that I desire to see saved. What good would it do me to bring them before the church and just say, it ain't worth it to me that I go to hell. We mentioned Sunday, and I don't know why we're going back to it, but thanks be to God that He brought it once again to our remembrance. Do you remember the story of Gideon? How that we mentioned it? He started out with 32,000 people in his army. But God said, Gideon, that's too many for me to save you by. I go up to them and those that are afraid, tell them to turn back and go back. And there was 22,000 that left. And Gideon was left with 10,000. And God come to him again and said, Gideon, this is still too many. I tell them to go down. I will test them to see those that I will save you by. And they went down to the river and set those that bow their knees and drink water to set them to their cells and those that laugh at water like a dog set them to themselves and by those that laugh like a dog was 300 and God used 300. Church, I said that to say this, there is a low number but if the whole body is working together, then we can come out victorious. And no matter the burdens we're carrying, no matter the tribulation, God will deliver us. I'm not too big to say I need help sometimes, church. And then I thank God that I've got a church that I can go to. I'm glad I've got a little wife that I can go to. When she can help me when nobody else can. And when she can go farther than any human. But even when my wife can, I'm glad i got a God I can go to. And a church I can go to to help me pray. And we can go up on the throne of grace boldly and see prophets of God. I'm glad, church, that we're not in this alone. I'm glad that when God saved me, He didn't say, All right, son, now you're just going to have to do it by yourself. And if you can't worry, then you'll get in no man, no sir. The Word of God said that He would not leave us comfortless. But that he would send the comforter. What is the comforter? It is the Holy Ghost. Preacher, why are you talking about that so much? Because this is how we go before God Almighty. This is how we help one another. It's through the same Spirit of God that we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are born again. Because without it, it means nothing. There's no profit if I say it with my head and there's no spirit about it. But when we come together, in the Spirit of God. Oh, thanks be unto God. You want to know what got me saved? They were some churches. This one included Pinnacle View, Bethesda, Sardis Creek, Woods, Florida. They were children of God. In the Spirit of God that went before Him together, making sure that the whole body was moving freely, making sure that each one done their part. And what did God do? He honored it. They was a prophet about it, church. If it were not so, then I would have never got born again. We think we're not important. But it's because of the praise of the church. The lives of the members of the true church. It's easy to come down here and be a member of a building. 
I've done it in many, many years, ashamed as I am to say that. But when the true church, those that truly knew Him in this spirit that we're talking about, they done their job because the Spirit of God guided them. If we want to see those same results, church, it takes the same thing. I'm not saying this to be nobody over the head or to be me. This should be an encouragement to you and I to continue to press on. You think it don't scare me for that little fellow that I, I call my son that God blessed me with. You think it don't scare me to see him grow up in this world. I beg the differ. But you know what don't scare me? That death will take him before God gives him an opportunity. And praise be to God if I do my job and if the church will do their job, then he'll know what needs to be done. I'm going to be joined into this same body. I'm going to be a child of the King. And you'll know what to do when God knocks on his heart and offers him forgiveness of sin. He'll know what it takes to be born in to the family of God. That's why we have to train them up. The body knows. And it starts with the head. God knows what we need. He trains us up so that we know how to move what part of the body that we belong to. Amen. And preacher, I want your job. When he told us that, if we all be eyes, where were the ear? Yep. And if we're all ears, if we was everyone in ear, where were the smell? Each individual part of the body has its important and its purpose. Just because you may not be this or you may not be that. Just do what God has called you to do because it's necessary. Amen. And those, even though you may count it as something that's unworthy or something that's without honor, what did He say that we would do? More abundantly honorable children of God, no matter what God has called you to do, whether it's for you to pray for the man of God before service, whether it's you pray for the church and pray for one another, maybe it's you study the Word of God and He gives you knowledge in it wisdom uh, when one of those false objects asks you a question no matter the job that he's laid on your life that he's called you to do be willing to do a church and we'll see a prophet through it we already have victory I thank God for that victory took place when Christ was born when he grew up and was crucified and when he was resurrected and now that he sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession you think it all wasn't for a purpose he done it because he knew that's what it took he made the plan of salvation perfect and he completed it for you and I and for the worst drug addict for the worst drunkard for the worst atheist there ever was God done it for them too Ain't you glad, church, that he didn't leave nobody out? Then I knocked a lot of those off the list. I was the drunkard. I was the atheist. I was all manner of things. I'm glad he didn't leave me out. Ain't you? I'm glad, church, that goes back to him making it personal. I'm glad that he gave me a job to do. That makes it personal. I can't live salvation for you, Mike Ball. I can't live it for Conley Freeman. I can't live it for Judy Tammy CD or nobody else. I have to live it because of what he done in my life. Amen. Amen. 
He made it personal. Oh, thanks, man, God. I never even told about that. Thank you for that thought. He made it personal with what we needed to do. That's why I'm thankful that we don't all have the same office, the same things to do, the same jobs. I'm glad that we each one have an individual part. That makes it even more personal, church. That God would choose us to do something that He... What did it say? Eighteenth verse, but now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. So who are we to say that our job ain't important? I don't know about you, but I broke a few bones being stupid as a little boy. Pull up till I turned into a teenager and even a young adult. I was an idiot, just being honest. I was stupid, church. But I realized you break some. And it affects the whole body. You sprain something, it affects the whole body. You burn something, no matter what it is. You do something that hinders one part of the body, and it hinders the whole body. Makes it all have to work harder. Does that mean the body stops? No, it don't. But there's consequences when we do. There's no profit. What good would it do for me to go to work and not have a clue about my job and expect top notch pay? It would do no good. There's no profit there. But God sent me where He sent me for a reason. I've had experience with people helping to heal my life because of their prayers. I've experienced it in my own walk with God. With prophesying because there's been people God has sent my way to prophesy to me. To help me and encourage me. And in time that I needed to be talked to and straightened up, He sent them to. Not to be mean, but out of love. Why? He desired to see a prophet in my life. The same as He does us. If you recall on Sunday, and I'm not trying to re-preach that, but I thought about a lot about that too. We all have the same gift, but different things to do. Christmas don't stop on Christmas. That rejoicing to Jesus, it shouldn't just be in Christmas time. It's got to be every day, my God. It has to be a prophet every day. What good would it do for me to serve God just on Christmas and Easter? It wouldn't. There would be no prophet. If I only put in part of the work, my part of the body wouldn't be moving. We earnestly, we covet it earnestly. We should desire it, church. Why? It's the least we can do for what He done for us. He made me part of the body. You notice how it says that? The body? It ain't scattered around. We're part of the body. The only one that there is. The body. And we all have our own office. Our church is enough to shut the roof off of a hundred thousand churches. Amen. Just to know that we're part of the it ain't counterfeit what we have, church, by the same Spirit of God. When the Word of God is preached in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, when we're where we need to be and can feel the 
Spirit of God and communicate with Him. We're part of the body. But when I choose to let up on my part and say, well, mine ain't honorable. Mine's not necessary. Then, children of God, I have separated myself from the body and I'm doing things my own way in a plate body that there will never be no profit in. But it don't stop. He offers his repentance. I'm not saying that is a get out of jail free code to go sin. I'm not saying that. We should cover it. We should desire it. Protect and do our best to be as close to God as we can. Why? There's life's at stake. It's important. It's necessary. That word, I, lo- I love that word, the way that God used that to illustrate. It's important, church, for us to do what God has called. I'll put it to you like this. If I quit, if I if I shut this, and I've tried it, shame on me. But if I shut this thing right, it's what God has called me to do. And say, I'm never going to preach again. How many of your family members might I affect? Because I may be the part of the body that reaches them. What well, if you give up on your part because you think it's not necessary or that it's not honorable? How many people are you going to affect because your part of the body is not going to reach them? If I give up and say it's not worth it, that little fellow right there is the one that's going to suffer. It may be Jimmy Grimes to have your son that suffer because of me. It may be your brother. It may be any of your objects that suffers because of me. I may reach them. The same goes with my family. If they may not hear me, the Word of God says that it's hard to be accepted in your own country. I may not be able to reach them, but you may. Preacher, I'm just a finger. The finger's important for a lot of things. Preacher, I'm just a ear. That's important for a lot of things. If you think about it, the whole body works together. Whether it's just moving the hand, everything works together. So if I take one thing away, I can't see if the body's moving like it should. If I close my ears, I can't hear whether or not I'm doing what God's called me to do. If I give up on my part, I've seen studies. You take your big toes and you can't walk. That's where your balance comes from. From one toe, from the big toe on either foot, and you lose balance. You tell me each and every one of us is not important. We all church. He desires for us. He put us in that position because it hath pleased him. Who am I to argue with what God has chosen? He knows better than I do. He knows what it takes to make the whole body move. Church, don't you be discouraged. We, we hear that a lot. I've quoted a lot. A lot of others have. Be ye not weary and well do. For a due season, you reap if you faint not. Don't you give up on your little part. I may just be the knee. The kneecap. I may not even be the whole knee assembly. I may just be the kneecap. You may be the tendon in the back of the knees. You may be the blood vessels, the veins that run down the legs to make sure that blood oxygenates the whole body, that it's circulating, that the body can feel. You may be an ear and you can hear. You may be an eye you can see. You may be a nose and you can smell. No matter what it is, church, let's be willing to do it with our whole hearts, eager in that to profit, that God would get the honor, the glory, and that He would give us the victory in what we're seeking. I desire to see the church houses full. 
not just community, chapel, but the church of the living God, the whole church. The many different establishments that there is, part of the same body. I desire to see each and every one of them filled with children of God. I desire to see your lost people saved. I desire to see yours. I desire to see mine. Regardless, I desire to see those that do not know Him be joined in through the same Spirit into the same the body. Regardless of how it happens, it don't have to be mine first. Does my heart get to hear praise reports? We heard one tonight. Church, that's something to rejoice in. That's hope right there. That God's still moving. Boy, that should make us want to move that part. So maybe it is just a finger. I'm an electrician. I have to have my hands for everything I do on the job side. Have to have my feet. Have to have my knees. I have to have my ears, my eyes, everything. Even have to have my nose. Because if something shorts out and it begins to burn, I have to be able to smell it. That's just an example of a natural job. But when we go spiritual, something so much deeper, you may hear their cries for help. You may see them struggling. You may feel their tribulation and, and feel the hardship and the quivering that they may do. And I may be the part that helps move to them to show them the love of God and that they realize that God is able. No matter what it is, let's be willing to do so. I mentioned before church, I got some special objects. Some people I love and my heart's broken. Do remember them. Ain't my job to tell and I'm not going to. We don't have to know the situation, but we know the God that's able to comfort, strengthen, and help them in a time of need. Lost people. I don't know the walk that they've walked. I may not know all the things that they've done in their life. But I know the body. And I know he's able to help them. Church, you may be the ones that heals the broken heart of my people. They may have seen some wrong, you know, that they have. Seen some wrong in my life. You know why my brother don't hardly listen to me? Because I used to be his party buddy. I used to outbreak him and him six years older than me. I'm not saying that to brag. But church, I want him to see the body I'm part of. I don't want him to be a part of it. If it is just that I'm a kneecap, if I am maybe just a pinky toe, but it may take you in the finger to show him the joy that he's missing out on and so great the salvation, regardless of what it is, church. Let's be earnest about it and covenant that we do the best we can to see all this come to pass. And if we don't, let's have faith enough to know that God will still answer it. I was raised in church. I knew how the body worked. I'd seen it. But I wouldn't listen to my family. I didn't want nothing to do with them. I'd seen them mess up. I'd seen mistakes that they'd made in their life. And I said, well, if they can do it, what's the difference in me doing what I'm doing? But then you go to other churches. Long before I was ever married to Savannah, being nice, and community chapel, I seen how the, how the body should move. I knew how it would move, but I didn't listen to it because they was my kin folk. 
That part of the body I didn't listen to. I thought that I was just as good. But when I seen the other parts begin to move with the same body, it began to stir in my mind. And God opened my eyes and been made, given the understanding to each one of us that there could be a prophet. Let me realize I was lost through another member of the body. And then he offered me understanding. And thanks be unto God, I didn't turn it away. Let's pray the same thing for our lost. Let's pray the same thing for that stranger that we've never met. Because they may watch your part of my life. It's mentioned a lot that we talk. Everybody I meet, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe the amount of times somebody asks me how I'm doing. And I try my best no matter what I'm facing to tell them better than I deserve. Because I am church. I am better than I truly deserve. And you tell them that and they laugh and say, Well, sometimes, or laugh and say, Well, how did you come up with that answer? Or laugh and say, Well, why is that? Are you already drinking? And then you begin to tell them about the wonderful works and the wonderful mercy and love of an almighty God. And then they start changing the subject. Well, 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 well. Church, there'll be no excuses when time is more. When God calls an end to this thing, there'll be no more excuses. They will have seen how the body moves and they will have had an opportunity. Let's do all we can to show them our part, how it moves. God may put them next to us. Maybe we're talking about to me, and I'm not no smart man, but I know there's a kneecap, there's a joint there, if I'm not mistaken. There's tendons, there's muscles, there's blood vessels or veins or whatever. It all works together to help that knee move. That knee helps the leg to move. The leg helps the ankle to move. The ankle helps the foot to move. The toes help the foot to move. The foot helps the toes to move. We all have to watch out for one another. The Word of God tells us that. I'm going to read that. You have to bear with us. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Do we realize, church, and this is just what little bit I've gathered in my short life, that each part of the body helps to take a load off another part of the body. We all... When we're doing what we should, we can walk. I understand some people suffer some severe, severe pain. Well, there's other parts that helps the part that's hurting. You notice somebody who's hurting, maybe in the right side, maybe they broke the right leg or whatever the case may be. You watch them and they're going to that left leg. It helps the right leg when the right leg's in trouble. Why did you say all that? Because I may be down and out, church. I may be suffering, and you may have to help me. Give me just a little bit of aid. may have to favor me just a little bit. The time will come where I may have to do that for you. But regardless, because of what God has done, making me part of the body, I will be willing to. We don't all fight the same battles. I fight things that differ from you. Your pastor, Dean, fights things different from me. Say, we answer both men of God. Don't give me that much credit. But nevertheless, just because we have both been called to preach the Word of God, 
Don't mean that they didn't fight the same battles. I know some of the struggles he faces because I've seen them. I know what it's like to stand and God use you and preach my heart out and to see and feel people kick it right back in your face. I know what it's like and the pain that there is because if they only knew. But in those times, the other part favors and it helps. It encourages, it strengthens. Because we all have to work together for the whole body to move. There's times where one part may be weak, may be feeble, but they're still necessary. Don't think, church, that you don't like it, but it's the only thing you do. Don't think that your life don't matter to our lost people, because it does. Don't think that you don't matter to me. Because church has been a help to me more than I could ever explain. Regardless of what God sends me to do in my life, regardless of the battles I have to face, sometimes those men would get wounded in battle and they have to sit. Now they got a thing called physical therapy to help strengthen the part that's hurting. Regardless, church, the body helps. It helps to strengthen itself. Don't give up just because we're nearing the end of 2023 and we've not seen some of our arms answer. Let's have faith, church. We're right there. Preacher, how do you know? Because God allowed us to be here tonight. <clears throat> if it were not so, God would not send a message. And I'm not saying I'm anything. Or that I'm special or nothing. But God would, send me- would not send a message or a messenger to encourage us to continue to press on. Bible says in one place, and I believe it's in the fourth chapter of Hebrews, and I'm right now done. Maybe, I don't know. I just want to be obedient. But in the fourth chapter of Hebrews, the Word of God says, let us hold fast our profession of faith. Why? For He is faithful. That Church, let's not give up on Him. He's faithful. Anything, well, I'm the one that's not faithful to Him. I know this. But he's never not been faithful to me. Believe it or not, those that are lost, he's never not been faithful to them too. Church, I love you and I hope and pray this has been a blessing to you. Don't you give up on your little memory. I always remember, it don't matter what you're facing in life, if God will allow you to be brought back to the attention, not of me or nothing I've said, nothing of this flesh, but what God has delivered, Remember that it takes each and every member for the body to move. Church, I love you, man. You come on.